Hi, everyone. Okay, on the heels of talking about the fear of judgment the last few weeks and how it gets in the way of living your most authentically happy life, I wanted to introduce you to another kind of fear. This one is equally toxic and often even harder to detect, but it's something we can all relate to. It's the fear of disappointing someone you love, and it drives us to do crazy, crazy things. And we all struggle with this one. As a parent, this happens to me all the time. Think about it. Think about the last time you did something because someone else wanted you to. But on some level, you knew this is not what you really wanted to do. It is often as simple as like, what restaurant do you go to? Or it can be as big as what career path you choose. So this is why I wanted to share this interview with Lucy Hartman. In Lucy's case, she got into and was at her dream school. Tuition was covered, so she had no worries there. And when she got there, she found her people and life looked perfect from most anyone else's point of view. But not soon after she started school, she began to notice she was feeling a little depressed and a little lost. She seemed to have lost her zest for life. Lucy struggled for two years in her so-called quote unquote dream school. She loved her school and she even really loved the people. But she quickly realized that school was just not the place for her. So what kept her there even though she knew it wasn't right for her? It was her love for her mom. You see, it was her mom's dream that Lucy get a college degree, not Lucy's. And that's what kept her in school long after she realized it was not the right move for her. So this great gift of Lucy that ironically I suspect she learned from her mom is that she is in this deep practice of tuning in and listening to herself. And this isn't an easy practice, by the way. It takes, well, it takes practice. She knew something was stirring in her and when she began to notice she was losing her zest for life and becoming a little depressed, she paid attention to those signs and then she was eventually able to take action. She had to step into courage. She had to risk disappointing her mom and stay true to herself. So she made the tough decision to leave school to follow her dreams. And Lucy had to make a really tough decision because she could no longer ignore that stirring that was inside her. She knew on some level that college, even her dream school, was not for her right now. She too chose to take leap of faith and risk telling her mom that she was quitting so she could in fact foul her dreams. So go ahead and listen in as Lucy tells the story of how she made her decision and the moment she told her mom and her mom's response and her journey forward. Welcome to University with life and leadership coach Anne-Marie Ciresso. In this collection of refreshingly honest conversations, students share their stories, struggles, and successes, and educational experts provide practical and valuable information on all things university. Discover how to live fearlessly and thrive in college and beyond.
All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of University. Today, I'm really, really excited to introduce Lucy Hartman. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I know Lucy, but we haven't been uh, in touch a lot. And last week, I was on Facebook scrolling around, and Lucy posted the most amazing, fearless, courageous post I've seen in a long, long time. And I texted her right away because I'm like, I really want you to share your story and what's going on. So I want you to start with that. What did I read? Well, um, you read the product of my mentality for the past two years. Um, I have been at college um, for two years and I went to my dream college. Like I thought, you know, college would be so great. And I got there and it just, it wasn't. Like I went to this high school where I don't think I understood how amazing it was. Um, And I had so many electives. Like I went to a high school that was really like college. And um, so I tell our listeners real quick. Um, I went to Francis Parker in Chicago. You grew up in Chicago. I went to private school. Yeah. And where'd you go to, where did you go to school? College? I went to Pitzer College, um, where I've just completed two years. Yeah, which is in Southern California. Okay, great. So, um, so that was your that was like your first choice school. It was my first choice. It was wow. the only school I applied to, and I applied. I would have had five days in between. I applied early decision, and there would have been five days for me to apply to any other school's regular decision. And I just sort of. Um, did what everybody said, like, don't do this. And I put all my eggs in one basket because when I was writing these other essays, like it just felt like, why would you write a love letter to like a bunch of other people? If you're like with somebody that you really like, it just, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so I got into, yeah, I got into my dream school and, uh, I got there and and everything. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you again. Do it. Do it. Well, yes. what, why was it your dream school? What, oh, what was it that you knew at the um, time? Do you remember? Yeah, it's, it's a, and it still would be my dream school. Um, it still is my dream school, uh, inter- interestingly enough. But it was everything. I had friends that went there. So um, I would visited a lot of colleges with my older brother. And you go on these tours, and it sort of feels like, you know, you're very much an outsider and these people and you're like oh here are the amenities that this place has to offer and you're just sort of viewing it from the outside and then when I went to Pitzer and I was visiting friends um, it felt like within a minute I just was one of these people even as like a junior in high school when I went and visited friends and stayed for the weekend I felt within the first two hours that I had made friends I would know for the rest of my life and these two individuals that I met are still very good friends. Of oh, mine. that's cool. Yeah. So you just knew. You I just knew. knew. Yeah. I just knew. Um, and there's this function on the Pitzer portal that when you log in, um, and every applicant gets a login, but at the at the top, it's like this horrible website and it's just like not well put together. But um, to let you know that it's at the home page, it says on the top left, "You are home." Mm. And the first time I logged in, I saw that I was like, "Oh." I don't, you know, I don't know if it says that every time, but that feels like a sign. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember that very distinctly. So you're home. Yeah. You get your, get into your first choice school. Super seems super easy. Yeah. You say yes. I <laughs> we haven't gotten yet to what your Facebook post is. So, school yes. of your dreams. So, 
school of my dreams. Um, and I got there and it was, it, it was, and it has been the people of my dreams. And that is in a certain sense why I've stayed is because, you know, in my mind, it's like, I keep this sort of scale, this weighing of like people of my dreams versus like everything else. And I've been thinking like, this is supposed to make me happy. And I think, um, it does in a certain way, but then along the way, I've really realized that there are these other things I need to be doing. When I left here, I had been making music with my friends. I'd been sort of in a band, um, working with a band that's now a very successful band called Burns Twins. And they're my two best friends and they're a production duo. Um, and I had been performing with them and making all kinds of music and it was really awesome. But in my mind, this was something we had done since we were 10 and it was something I did because I love my friends and I didn't really understand that, you know, doing these shows and playing at things like house of blues, like, you know, we got up to a, a place that, um, I still sort of thought, wow, this is something I do because I love my friends. And I didn't realize like, you know, this is sort of a a little career path that's happening. Really? Um, Yeah. So you never thought. Yeah. I just, it was all fun. It was so fun for me. Mm. And then when I left and I didn't have that anymore, suddenly I, I did not realize how big of a part of my identity that had been. And felt like there was a huge hole missing. Like I was sitting there and I made, I made really good friends within the first two weeks of college. I was really lucky. Um, they're still my best friends. That is today. really lucky. Yeah. That and is. so, but I, I just, throughout college, it's like, I, I felt like I'm sitting in classrooms, just sort of dreaming about being somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, which has been, it's, it's been sad because there are so many things that I do love about my school. Um, but among the things that I go, wow, I don't like that, is the idea in any college environment that you quarantine a bunch of people like 18 to like 20, you know, young 20s, and, and then like put them together. Like to me, that just seems like the worst idea ever. <laughs> you know, it prepares nobody for going out into the world and experiencing what it's like and I'm really sick of my friends graduating college and all of a sudden being hit with what the world is really like um and being so stunned by it like I don't want to be stunned by the world I want to be in the world Mm -hmm. um I would much rather be you know stunned by it every day and like wow isn't this beautiful and isn't this challenging and not like wow uh that was a lot of money and a lot of time and now I have this like checkbox of a degree but I don't know how to participate in the world with this. Mm -hmm. So my post really, now that's sort of all context, but my post came from a place of throughout college, I've been trying to do these other things. Like I worked at Warner Brothers and um, going to film festivals and just like meeting as many people as possible. And I have sort of realized that, um, like for example, when I was working at Warner Brothers this past semester, back I up was, So I think I think our listeners are dying. Like, well, what is her post? What is her post saying? Okay. <laughs> so, what? We'll, we'll spoil it. The gist of my post is that I'm leaving college and moving to Los Angeles, and I'm gonna start following my dreams in the way that I feel like I haven't been. Yeah. Over the past two years. So, so I mean, wow. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. 
All right, we interrupt this programming as I realize there's all this talk about this elusive post Lucy wrote, but you haven't probably actually read the post. So we're gonna take a moment and I'm gonna read you the content of Lucy's post. So I saw this on Facebook in my scroll and it read life update number two. And I hadn't seen number one, by the way. And what she says is this. In my last status, I made the announcement that I would be leaving college to live in LA and would post again updating others on the next stage of my path. I have decided the next leg of my life journey after two years of college and two years of feeling college is not where I should be will consist of taking a year off of school to live in LA and work in production. Yay, parentheses. Throughout school, I've continually found that aside from the amazing and life-changing friends I've made, I could not escape the crushing and constant feeling that my classes have stood in the way of my education and my cravings to create. I've learned that these two things are very different and that my classes have often held me back from the experiences of education I seek. Last semester, working at Warner Brothers while in school, I started to get a glimpse of the education I wanted. Even commuting two hours each way and sometimes more two days a week, I had the feeling that I was living my dream or at least accessing the start of it. And I realized that similarly, my dream does not encompass school right now. Lots of people have asked me what I'll be doing in LA. And in many ways, I cannot quite answer that question aside from telling them I will work extremely hard at everything and anything I may do and can find. My hope is that I can start with PA on film sets and work production in any and all ways possible. At this point, I'm not looking for feedback in terms of whether a college education is valuable. My decision to take a year off of college is just that, mine. However, if you have any connections in the production industry, whether that's film, event, or otherwise, or another art, I will be looking for any work possible. More than anything, I'm looking to form a network of people who I can support and be supported by in a business so guided by who you know. If there's anything you can do to make my journey easier, whether that means helping connect me with another person or just throwing me a simple like or comment here, I would appreciate anything you can help me out with. Love and blessings to you all. So. That was the post that prompted me to reach out to Lucy and be on this journey of this interview together. And now back to the interview. So you decide to quit. I'm done. Uh, Like, I'm not going to do this college thing anymore. When did you start thinking about that? Um, Ever since I had gotten there. So right away. Yeah. And what was it? In the beginning, did you think it's freshman blues or homesickness um, or, you know, because two years, you gave it two years. Mm-hmm. You didn't I, just I both. did, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really knew it was important to my mom that I finished college. Um, my brother didn't, and she did not either. And um, I felt a lot of pressure on me to just get it done. And, and I also felt like... Um, I wasn't necessarily being present with myself. Like I, I really wanted college to work. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it for her. I wanted, I felt like it was the right thing to do for me. Like every, it had been so indoctrinated with like, you can't do anything in the world if you don't have a college degree. You know, right away, uh, I don't think this is for me. Like the college thing isn't for me. I'm going to stick yeah. it out. And, and this is, I think this part of the story is so important because 
first of all, so many students are being told the only way to do life mm-hmm. is you've got to do this. You've got to get a college degree and you'll get a job and then you're going to, you know, right. this is how you're going to live your life. And as a life coach, <clears throat> I, would, I work with lots of people who are 40, 50 years old and going, whoa, I don't know how I ended up where I am other than someone told me when I was 18 that I was supposed to do this thing and now I'm a lawyer with three kids and this isn't really Mm. the life I I wanted for myself. So one of the reasons I love working with you guys is like this is a pivotal time in your life where you get to make really important choices and you're one of those people who is paying attention and really listening into yourself. I hope, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think so. There's, it's, it's such a hectic time, you know? And so, but you got, you got all these voices telling yeah. you what you should do. And sometimes it's hard to separate what is me and what is the world and right. what is my parents. And so how and did you do that? my work? Well, um, I don't know. I think that that will be my work constantly. I'm a person that like, I really take on other people's feedback and their feelings about me and like I just want other people to like be happy and so I end up taking on a lot of other things but I think um I'm a person who can't decide like at Starbucks if I want you know a cold brew or an Americana like it just it doesn't even matter at a certain point I'm like just tell me what to get and Mm -hmm. I'll get it Mm -hmm. I'm so indecisive Mm -hmm. and when I finally said to myself into the world oh, I'm going to take a year off and that's going to become what it's going to become. It was like the first time ever in my life that it felt like all over everywhere. It was just like a deep breath of like, wow, this is the right thing. Like I know it with every fiber of my being. It's the right thing. You felt it. It was a felt sensation in the body. Yeah. And you know when something is bringing you tension and you sort of know that at a certain point you're going to need to get rid of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not going to choose to go on that path, and it's just sort of clinging to you. And it, it was that moment where I where I made the decision, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna free myself from this thing burden that's been on me. Yeah, this burden. Yeah, and the burden I think is these false beliefs that we're holding that I'm supposed to do this thing right. that everyone else out there thinks I should be doing. Right. That I have this tiny little voice in me saying, No, no, no. Right. Which voice am I listening to? Yeah, and I think a lot of it, I love my mother. She is amazing, but is I amazing. really did, um, it was a pressure that I think was really driven by her to stay in college. Um, and she's strong. She's strong. Your mom's and strong we are voice. really connected. Like when my mom is strong about something, it's like there have been two things in my life that are really like, she set no rules for me except for like finish college and please don't get a lot of tattoos. Like that, that was it. <laughs> and I think I'm going to be breaking both of them. But um, on the on the note of finished college, it was so important or on like a deep, deep level mm-hmm. that for me, it just felt like you just do this because your mom said so. Like, that's just it. And I think at a certain point in school, it felt like I was being suffocated. And I went like, all right, well, now I'm at a juncture where I have to go. Am I going to choose you know, this Um, version of myself that is happy because my mom is happy? Or am I going to choose this version of myself that knows that that's not the right choice? Oh, my God. I mean, even just being able to ask yourself that question to me is amazing. That you have the awareness 
to notice that what's going on and then ask yourself the question. Yeah. So now you asked the question and obviously yeah. you decided <clears throat> to leave. So I did. How did, how did, well, what did mom say? Well, so what happened was pretty much for, for the entire two years I'd been coming home being like, yes, I have these awesome friends, but mom, I really like, this is not for me. Like I, um, one of the problems for me in college was that I feel like, uh, in life, self-respect, being able to respect, like respect yourself is a very important thing. And I did not understand how important it is, but just like being able to justify your own actions, really important. And one of the things that I feel like I can't really respect about people is when they have ideas whether it's creative or whatever, that feels like an, you know, this is sort of an ethos for me of like, this is my next mission. And then they just sit on them. Mm -hmm. And college was full of these people where it's like, yeah, I love singing like into my hairbrush at night, you know, people with all these talents and they just, it was like never going to go anywhere, like put in a Ziploc and away in the pantry. And I just was like, so not into that. And then I watched myself become that person. I watched all of these things where it's like, I know that I want to make a film about this. And I have like three different TV shows written in my notes on my computer and this, this and that. And I watched myself not pursue any of them because of these mechanisms in school that were taking up all my time and energy and giving me what felt like very little reward. And then, you know, the rest of the time I would spend sleeping in with my friends. So (laughs) I would come home, um, And I would be like, I really love my friends and I really do not like this experience. It's really not for me. And she would just say, finish college. And I would go back and every break I've come home and it's been the same thing. And finally, after two years, I came back um, at the beginning of the summer and I was like, I don't like I I'm unhappy. Like, I don't know that I can do this and that the thing about me that is special and sparkly and like bubbly and loves people like that thing that I know is special about me. I don't know that I can be at school and not completely, you know, stifle that. It sounds like that's been dying down. It really has. And I think that that's almost a muscle. And I've been like, where is she? Like, where is that thing? You know, what would that, what what would that girl say? Uh How would she feel about this? Mm. Like, I feel like it's like a, part of myself that I'm so unfamiliar with and out of practice with and and hopefully you know I can find her whoever she is now and and bring her back to to me um but it's been like that's my mission now is like where is this girl that I know is a part of me and is really special and um you know how can I bring her into this current life and how can we join and become the same Lucy again. Yeah. Like yeah. I can feel my heart sort of like a little bit of sadness yeah, around like, where yeah, did she go? It like, is. It's, it's been like a weird longing yeah. for that thing too. So, so, so you, you t- I, when did you I tell told her, I, this was literally on the, I get out of uh, the plane. I get into my mom's car and we're driving home. So And this was how the conversation would always start. And, you know, it would be throughout a visit home and on the, you know, way way back to the airport and, you know, on phone calls when I'm back at school. So 
And I get I, I get her perspective too. Yeah, and as I a do mom, too. It, yeah, it makes sense to me. Like, yeah, it's hard, but just hang in there. Right. You know, like, and we're getting to culturally, like, this is the thing you're supposed to do, and I'm not supposed to yeah. tell you as a parent not to do it. Yeah. So for right. those, those of you guys who've been listening in, you know that I have a son who took a gap year, and nobody was supporting it. Yeah. Like everyone's like, you got to cut. And I was the only, you know, I wasn't the only one, but I was one of two of us. Um, him was like, yeah. no, he could he, take a gap year. It's fine. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But as parents, it's hard. So I understand your it's mom's really voice, hard. but, um, so, so now I mean, you tell I, her. I think it's like, as a parent, you just want to protect your child. And I think so many parents think that they're doing the right thing and that if they're really not doing the right thing, the kid will push so far that they'll be shown. And I think that that does end up happening a lot, but also sometimes what ends up happening is like the stage before that, where the kid just gets really confused and stifled and like doesn't know what to do and sort of loses a part of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want that to happen. So, um, a few months before this, maybe we had had a conversation where I was really, and I don't, like to feel weak around my mom I don't really like to like cry or be emotional but I was you know feeling like wow I'm really unhappy like the same sort of like zest for life that I had it's just it's not here anymore like I just feel so indifferent to everything and and I was really depressed and it it was horrible and I think her seeing me and experiencing me like say those things that I wouldn't normally sort of feel able to share Mm -hmm. just because I hate feeling quote-unquote weak which you know vulnerable yeah um nobody likes that exactly yeah especially in front of my mom Mm -hmm. it's like I mean it's like we're a team so I just want to be strong for her and she I think in the weeks after that really took some time to think about it so when we were in the car on the way home um and I come home for summer and I told her she sort of took a bit to process it and then she said well you know if if you um if you do want to leave like I know that there would be nobody who would be more successful than you mm. like I, I and that was a relief to hear her like say chills. yeah and she actually I remember she said to me for for two years I've been trying to pretend that what has been your experience has not been your experience and she was like I realized that even though I'm pretending it's not happening and I'm telling you to stop feeling like that's happening, like it is happening for you. And like two years is enough time for you, you know, for your experience to have been valid and um, for you to know what college is like and what it will give to you. And if this isn't it, then you have to go do something else and whatever it is, you're going to be great at it. Wow. That's a huge turnaround for her. That's amazing. Yeah. It was, like, I don't even know if, like, do people say 180? It was, like, 4,000. I don't even, I mean, it was just, I was dumbfounded. I didn't, I didn't expect that on the way home from the airport. So, pretty much there on the car, you know, in the car on on the way home from the airport, I knew, well, um, I'm going to be at least taking a semester off. Was that, so do you feel like there was that part of you was still like waiting for full permission from her? A hundred percent. That's what it was. And I didn't realize until then, until the moment she said that. And I said, well, there, there we go. That's it. 
you know, that I did not realize that that was what I was waiting for, but it, it was, it was really everything that I was waiting for. Cause I had spoken to my best friends, you know, the whole time throughout college about like, wow, this is really not me. This is not feeling like what I need to be doing. And, um, and they were like, yeah, girl, go get it. Like, but also like your mom wants you to do this and you should do it. And I was like, yeah, I should probably do it. And, but that was the piece. It was should. the missing piece. I should probably do yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Keyword, I should. Yeah. Like, this is not me, but I should yeah. do it. And that's what we all do. Yeah. All the shoulds. Like, I ought to, you know. Just, I, yeah. I exactly. need to. I should. This is what everyone else is doing. And it wasn't for you. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Like, I, you know, we haven't spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the story I was making up after I read your post, knowing your mom... Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I know her casually, um, but I sort of was like, oh, she was totally cool. Like, she's yeah. totally cool at this. I well, she's know. pretty lax about most things, you know, people yeah. wouldn't really expect. I didn't um, know her attachment to you going to school. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's because, you know, my, my brother didn't or because she didn't. And I think it's like she wants for me the most possible amount of ease in the world of course and um yeah and I I think that there's no doubt this probably would create more ease but I also think I always really feel like anything uh normal is probably not what I'll be doing Mm -hmm. so um and you know the cost of that so do you know what the what what do you so as you've made this decision and moved mm. into the world, and now you've made all these new plans. Yeah. Now, so you, now you're, you're moving in with your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm moving in with my girlfriend. And how long have you guys been together? Um, a year and a year and a bit. A, a year and something. So now you're going to be doing this new phase in life yeah. in a new relationship. Sort of. Sort of a new relationship. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the new version of the relationship, living together. Yeah, and well, we're, we're both sort of like neurotic, very organized people, so we have been searching for the place that we're going to be living for like three months, which is just like not something people should ever do, is like search three months before. I mean, it, it makes no sense. We should have started now, but... Oh, um, it, <laughs> like now? Because you're when are you moving in a few weeks? It, um, she it, is going to be there to start looking at places in like four days so um and is she in school or out of school she She just just graduated she just graduated yeah okay from pomona which was right Right next next to my school so So i took classes at her school stuff like that you guys met in school yeah we met in school okay so is her graduating have any influence on your decision do you think um you know i ask myself that and i don't know that i can quite separate it but i also know that she was not going to take a job in Los Angeles at first, um, when I still felt this way, she was going to live in San Francisco. I think mainly you you can't always separate these things out, but I think mainly it was really, um, the working at Warner brothers and seeing that, wow, okay. All of these skills that I need are really, um, about just being there. Like there were things about being at, at Warner brothers, you know, knowing just the internal politics of what's going on. That it's like, you just got to get there and just soak it up. And that's, it wasn't anything like that I had learned in school. There, I could have done it probably as good as I had done it then in middle school. It's just like, get there and just meet people and network. And that's what the business is. And be ready to like, get stuff done and just work your butt off. Like, that's what it was. So, 
it was mainly feeling like, wow, this is a place that I know what to do. Like, this is like street smarts, you know, it's not yeah. book smarts. And, and so I think that her, maybe her going to, you know, having this job in LA opened it up where it's like, oh, now there's an easy path and there's a place for me to live. And another reason. Yeah. And another, and another reason to do what I'm yeah. doing. But yeah. But so I want to go back a minute because I remember I was, I was asking you earlier, um, did you know what you wanted to do? And you said, no. And you don't, you said, I still don't know if I know what I want to do. And then as I'm talking to you, it sounds mm. like you kind of do know what you want to do. Well, I do know what I want to do sort of. Um, I don't, I don't know that I like, it's not like a major, you know, I don't know what I would want to like major in mm-hmm. for school. Mm-hmm. And i started majoring in media studies and that was, um, and that was great. But I think, yeah, what I want to do, I just always categorize as storyteller because mm-hmm. some people are like, well, do you want to be a producer? Do you want to be a director? I don't, you don't think know that, that I want to do one of those things ever. I've directed things and I've written things and I have been a part of production teams and I love production and I have a great mind for it. But, um, I think it, everything that I'll like want to do, how I can help will always depend on like what the story is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And I think we need more thinking like that of people not just going like, this is my role. And so I will just repeat it with everything that comes along. Like, how can I, what are my abilities and how can I help here? And that's hopefully what I will do is just offer my help and just learn, learn, learn everything I can. Contribute your gifts. Yeah. And hopefully what I'll do is discover a lot of new things. Mm-hmm. And so... I got like 20 questions in my head. Um, when you were thinking about quitting school, did yeah. you talk with those at your internship and consult with them and ask their yeah feedback? Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, go, go for it. They were, I mean, so, and one this gets into like what you were talking about earlier about like costs, you know, of not having a degree. Mm-hmm. And I really like to be realistic and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> not having a degree could really inhibit me from doing certain things. Um, and I wanted to be realistic, which, you know, I also have to say I have a lot of privilege. And so I know in a certain degree, like in a certain way, it will work for me in a way that it might not work for other people. And that is a gift. I mean, and I appreciate you acknowledging There's that. that, you know, there's that, like, financially, you know, like, let's just call it out. It's, like, financially, like, I am from a place where I have this cushion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I think I am white in America, mm-hmm. you know. And two of those things add up to um, a lot of, you know, people taking me seriously immediately. Mm-hmm. I won't have to work in you know, ways that other people might have to. And yeah, you know, you look at me and you probably can go like, that's, that's a gay woman. You probably might be able to, or, or whatever, but like, it's just like, it's, you know, it's not the same. So I don't think I'll be undermined in ways that, um, probably low income students who want to leave like first gen students, um, people of color in any respect, probably, especially women of color will, you know, be, be, doubted in this unfortunate sort of social situation. Wow. I'm really blown away and I loved my conversation with Lucy. She totally inspires me and I hope you found some inspiration in it for yourself. 
And maybe you're struggling with the same conflict. Maybe you're trying to understand if this um, path of school is the right one for you, or maybe if this particular school is right for you. Or maybe you're struggling with your um, career choice or your major or a fraternity or sorority you've joined or friendship that you've gotten involved in or maybe a relationship. Whatever you're facing and choosing, can you do it with the same amount of clarity and courage Lucy demonstrated for us? And remember, this wasn't an easy decision for her to come to, and it may not be for you either. She was aware long before she mustered up the courage to take action and make a change in her life. So always remember to be patient with yourself, honor your process, and have some compassion along the way. This being authentic stuff is not always so easy. It's rewarding, but not always easy. All right, thanks again so much for tuning into this episode. And like I said, you'll hear more from Lucy in the coming weeks and months. So be sure to tune in for future interviews. And for anyone who wants a safe, judgment-free place to self-reflect, play with building your self-awareness muscle, learning to listen to that still, small voice inside, and feel more empowered and present, I host live weekly group coaching calls every week to practice learning together how to be more self-aware. And you'll learn tools to not compare yourself to others and ways to support you in dropping your fears. So ultimately you can be free to be yourself. Calls are Thursdays, 45 central time. We meet on a video platform called Zoom and you can join from your phone or your computer. You can drop in any time and your first time is free. So for more information, click the link below or reach out to me at annemarie@bringithome.me. Oh, and if you haven't already, I'd really love it if you'd follow us on Instagram at university.u, Facebook at university, and Twitter at universityu. Thanks for listening to University. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.